Join our members-only club on Spotify and get exclusive podcasts only our members get Monday through Friday at 10 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time with Chinatown Hollywood. Get over there and subscribe now. Rock on! You want to know one theme that is at the top of my list that drives me insane, literally, when doing biker news. It's the media and their craziness when they write stories about motorcycle clubs. It's just like this article here. It has to deal with the Hells Angels and they're trying to push the narrative that they're hiring mercenaries after that incident in Plymouth with them banditos that killed that grandfather from the Red Chiefs. It's bad enough that that happened. You do not have to gaslight everything. You do not have to try to push this narrative to make yourselves look good. Because you put, it's an exclusive. Do you know what you're really doing out there? You're causing trouble when there's none to be needed. That's just like in this country. You're gaslighting everybody to fight against each other so you can get them ratings. That isn't journalism. Journalism is something that you do to inform people of the facts and let them decide. You know, this Daily Star, I'm equating it to the National Enquirer now because they cannot be serious here. There's two articles that we covered from them, and the first one was way off, and now this one. Daily Star, and this is in the UK again. Hells Angels-style biker gangs recruit combat-ready ex-squaddies after vile van kill. Hells Angels-style biker gangs? Where did you even come up with that? You mean motorcycle clubs? Are you blaming the Hells Angels for this? Because that's what your title's saying. You're using them to say these other clubs are doing it. You don't even have your story straight in the title of the article. Exclusive. Well... Exclusive, breaking news, that's just become just another thing because you got news media over there and over and over using that. So it means nothing anymore. It used to mean something, but not no, no more. It comes after three ex-servicemen and biker gang members were convicted of the manslaughter of David Crawford, 59, a rival biker seen wearing 
rival colors on their turf. Again, we covered that. You to go to previous videos and check that out. Now, this story, and I encourage everybody to write a letter. You can click right on his name right here and email him and say, what are you doing? Where is your facts to this? Why are you saying this if there is no facts to your allegation according to the title of this article? That's the only way things get fixed in the media is you got to keep calling them out. It has nothing to do with politics or any of that crap. It has to do with standing up for the biker community and the motorcycle club community. Because we got to start pushing back. Here it is again. They have the big title. Hells Angels style biker gangs are signing up former squatties to boost their ranks. Now, I don't know if that squatties means special forces, mercenaries, whatever. Don't know. <clears throat> or is it just regular soldiers? Because most clubs are made up from veterans. The crime outlets are said to give them a sense of belonging and leaders value their combat skills. Again, what are you basing this on? Assumption? Well, we all know the first uh, three letters of that means. Because that's what you're making yourself look like right now. Then they go in again. See, they had all this laid out in the article. So what they're doing is reinforcing that title to get it stuck in your head. That's just like advertising. Do you know the reason why you hear it over and over and over again with an advertising? That's so it gets stuck in your head. And until it gets stuck in your head, you won't recognize the brand. It's the same thing that they're doing with this article right here. Now, we don't have to rehash this right here. And that tells about the van and all that. You got to see the video and all that. There is a picture of him in his vest. Now, a former detective in the Northwest Regional Organized Crime Unit who asked not to be named. Oh, so we got an unidentified source here. Said biker gangs represent a big draw for struggling veterans. Oh, now it's veterans. This happens all over the world. People want the camaraderie. Just because they're in the club doesn't mean they're a criminal. I thought we had the news bad here in the United States. You got it over worse over in the UK. He said, people have fought for their country, possess all the attributes biker gangs prize. And what's that? Brotherhood? That's the biggest prize anybody wants. But since you're 
supposedly ex-law enforcement, of course you're going to ride that narrative again. You just remind me of Steve Cook, man. Always looking for legitimacy, always looking for the spotlight, knowing nothing of what he talks about. One Afghan vet told us how he joined a chapter of the Banditos. He said, quote, I was struggling with my mental health and severely lacking any kind of direction or purpose. There were a few things I had to do to show my worth. Let's just say you have to earn their trust. Isn't that with anybody? You got to earn their trust. It's called the hang around a prospect period. But here you are in the news making it sound like it's something sinister. He found like-minded people that was able to help him. That's called brotherhood for all you morons in the media. Unbelievable. I really don't. Sometimes... With these articles, they can literally drive you insane with how they talk about clubs when you know that isn't how it is. It's a, exclusive? What was your exclusive? You didn't name your source and you got something on record about how a military vet was able to get over his PTSD and his mental health problems because he joined a motorcycle club. And you know what? That's more than what a government does for our vets. Ask the ones living on the street or fighting for their medical care. The Brotherhood's there for them when their government is not the ones that they sacrificed everything for. But then when they come back and find a brotherhood they needed, you go and bastardize them for it. Makes absolutely no sense whatsoever to me, but I hope my audience writes these people. Anytime we do an article, make sure you write them. Get in that butt. Tear it up. Unreal. Anyway, don't forget to like and subscribe. We're going to go with China Down right now live and talk about betrayal. And with also 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday and Thursday, a new vid drops over on Insane Wheels. Make sure you like and subscribe over there. We'll be right back after this. Rock on. And don't forget to subscribe to Insane Wheels, my newest channel over on YouTube. Everything Harley talk, motorcycle related, it's going to be a great time over there.
so powerful you could stand on your head and shit on the ceiling. That position would not only be unveiling, but also undignified. Ladies and gentlemen, can I have your attention, please? It's time to make some noise. No filter, I got no filter. 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 Oh, yeah, welcome. It's Monday, Monday, Monday. Ah, start of a week. <laughs> You look excited. I am not excited, man. On Mondays, I'm kind of like, blah. Uh, maybe because it's seven degrees out. <laughs> it's freaking cold out there right now, man. It's freezing. Yeah, but I'll be uh, getting some relief at the end of the week, you know, going to the sunny uh, 70s and 80s and laughing at you the whole damn time. That's mean. <laughs> Move your mic into the <laughs> like mine you got to face it towards you i don't wanna you're a moron because people can't hear you then you know I'm in one of the, yeah can't you hear it in your earphones that's what they're for you dumbass no it doesn't sound any different <laughs> anyway is the city's burning down over the weekend yeah pretty much you seen that video i seen that video and i'm conflicted why because it was one of the most screwed up videos I've ever seen. But at the same time, people are going around saying it's white racism. Which video? The one that we looked at, the guy in Memphis that died. Oh, what's his name? Really? Tyre? T-Y-R-E, that guy? Here, are you, like, dumb? What? That's the only video we watched that he got his ass kicked. Okay, but uh, I mean, I was watching a lot of other videos this weekend, like the car pile up down the road, you know, and yeah, eighty uh, car, yeah, eighty car pile up and stuff like that. People were running out of gas, <laughs> waiting to get through. I'd have just turned the car off and chilled. <laughs> I mean, for real, what? I would have had a tailgate party. Something. Anybody got beer in no anybody got beer in the car? You ain't going nowhere. It was around lunchtime. Right. Okay, so as you were saying. Anyway. Because I squirreled. I, I I was I was really confused. Why are they blame how? How can they blame the white man over something that was done by five black cops to a black guy? Well, that's where I got confused. Yeah, me too. And then it came back and I've talked to a couple people. And they were black, and they said, well, those cops reminded everybody of the uh, house Negro and doing the white man's bidding. I was like, you people can turn that crap on its head every single time. That had nothing to do with racism. That had to do with cops that were jackasses. Which I preach all the time here. <laughs> I do. I preach it all the time. Oh, trust me. I got another jackass cop story today. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But it was a brutal beating. It was. And it was disgusting. And I don't... You know what? Even the paramedics were relieved of duty, and I don't think they should have been. I don't think so. Because you're doing what the damn cops say. 
So if you're doing what the damn cops say, why are you getting messed with? After this video came out, you had all the major cities with the protests. Down in Georgia, had the damn freaking Antifa out there burning cars. When's it time for people to wake up and see that organization for what it is? It's a terrorist organization. But since George Soros and his cronies and all that bankroll it, oh no, we can't do that. Even the head of the FBI came out and said, it's an ideology. Shut up, stupid. <laughs> Stop it. Tell us how you really feel. He's stupid. <laughs> but they'll go after clubs for stupid sh crap. Well, isn't that the way they roll? What do you think should be done? <laughs> now, they're being charged with second-degree murder. What do you think? Well, obviously... You think they should get first degree? <coughs> Anybody else would have. I personally think they should get first degree. Mm-hmm. Because, you know... One, they went too far. Two, they're cops. They shouldn't have done it. Five cops, nonetheless. Oh, they always... You know what? They always have to do that. They gotta outnumber you. Because they're cowards. And the dude was... the He couldn't even fight back. Well, or or no. or defend himself. So it's like I think they should get first degree. I do too. First degree all the way. And I think laws should be passed nationally that you have a right to use deadly force against cops that are threatening your life. Just like any other person. Make it a law and you see how fast them cops stop. There was no need for that. No. None whatsoever. Nitro says, as a medic, you're not allowed to step into a scene until the popo says so. No, you're not. You're not. So that that's uh, that right there. I don't understand why they lost any jobs. Oh, because the media. Oh, they're all upset. And that's what I don't get, man, with this race card stuff. They're gaslighting everybody. It's going to get bad to one of these days. It's going to break loose. There's only so much you can blame on one person. You got white people running around being pissed that they're white. And I'm sitting here. What are you, stupid? Why? Well, I'm ashamed. Well, kill yourself then. Oh, rude. Don't say that. No, seriously. Don't say that. Where does this kind of thinking come from? Where? Well, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm embarrassed. Embarrassed of who you are? That's just ignorance. Ignorance at its most finest. Should never be embarrassed of who you are. But that's what they're teaching our kids. Well, they're wrong. They need to stop teaching the kids that because that's stupid. Well, they're wrong. It's called critical race theory is what they're teaching. I am so tired of that. But it comes up with when this kind of stuff comes out. Everybody should be embarrassed who they are. Not me. No, I'm not. As we're going down that uh, little aisle, and I wish I would have uh, loaded it up for you. 
It was. Let me see if I can find it. What? Give me a news story while I find this. Give you a news story. Yes, uh, give me a news story. All right. What do I we got? got well, talk about the eighty car pileup. How, how the hell? I have that news story because it's so stupid. Yeah, but how the hell does it pile up on a whole freaking highway like that? <laughs> Between like four towns. Yeah, this ha <laughs> what did the, it happen when? Uh, uh, what was it? It was either it was either Thursday or Friday, freaking at like twelve thirty in the like like lunchtime. Uh huh. On ninety. One a couple vehicles, like there was a semi split in half and smoke flying everywhere. And next thing you know, it everybody was hitting it because they're blaming the roads. Everybody's hitting it. <laughs> everybody's tapping it. Only China Dow. What? Now everybody was running into everybody because they're blaming it on the snow on the ground. Well, there was barely any there. So learn how to drive. You're in the Midwest. Learn how to drive. Cautious driving when it's snowed. Yeah, you would have think stupid that uh, they would know how to drive. Y'all live here for I don't know how long, and you don't know how to drive yet. But I got a special uh, presentation here. Uh oh. Yes, I do. I got a very special presentation for everybody, and I am going to share my screen right now. Let's scare uh, share this sucker. And I want to get your guys' thoughts about this. Now, me and China Dow, we argue all the time about this. And I want to know your opinions. Are you posting that picture you sent me? <laughs> what is that? A very tiny picture. Right there is, I can't get it any bigger. But what is that of? It, it looks a like parade. a gay uh, pride parade. And there are people wearing leather masks on all fours on leashes. And what's behind them? Children with parents. Those ain't parents and those ain't parents behind there. Don't lie. They are. Those I saw are the all picture carried. close up. No, there are parents next to those children. I see. And where are the children at? The gay pride parade. No, where are they at? Behind these people that are on their hands and knees. On leashes. On leashes. And you say this is all right. That's what you said. Well, uh, I wouldn't bring my kids. Okay. You keep on going back to, I wouldn't bring my kids. But kids are being brought. Well, those parents are stupid. Well, they're stupid. Fine. That's the parents' fault. It's not the parade's fault. Do you think the parents should be held accountable for that? I think they should. In what ways? Uh, child uh, endangerment. I don't freaking know. Child endangerment. I, I agree. I mean, I don't know. What other things are there? So you can't argue my point where I say this type of wokeness is dangerous. Very dangerous. Dude, what do you have against gay people that you got to go after the gay pride parade I'm not, every day? Because it, it, you know what? It rolls into everything we're talking about. How? You have one part of society trying to push their stuff on us. They're a minority. You have them screwing with our kids who are the future. And then you have it where 
they teach this stuff where they should hate themselves because of the color they are. It all rolls into one. And I agree with Bruin Bruin Hell. Children don't belong at fetish displays. No, they do not. I agree, 100%. We can't control what other people, other parents do with their kids. It comes down but to you morality. But you shouldn't have to stop freedom, the freedom of these, uh, of the LGBTQ plus whatever community from holding their parades because of ignorant people. Why would they even allow the participants if they know that they're going to do that kind of stuff, have kids around? How can they even allow it? Because they're not going to know what's in the parade. What they're going to do in the parade. Oh, bull. It's just like that music video going around. Which one? Of the dude dress. You know, he's what? Uh, he don't identify either way. He has people pissing in his mouth. And it's everywhere. I, I've never seen that. And he's doing nothing but sexualizing everything. Yeah, never seen that. Where, what are you on Pornhub again? No, this is actually a mainstream media guy. No, I've never seen that. And that's what our society's coming down to. So you're saying that they don't have the freedom to have their parades because... Kids shouldn't be around. Okay, well, then that should be on the parents who brings the kids. That's just ignorance in their part. So do you believe with uh, people... <laughs> That are, I mean, crying and whining about Ron DeSantis banning these type of story times with uh, drags is wrong. That's his choice. Well, he's the government uh, governor. Is he actually? There's nothing wrong with somebody reading a story. Oh, there isn't. No. And like Richard said, freedom of speech and uh, freedom of speech, freedom of speech and freedom of expression. So doing doing the gay pride parades, that is their choice to do freedom of expression. Everybody has that. Okay, so then why should why it's nobody else's fault but the parents for bringing the kids? You're not getting a point. You're hooked on phonics with me today. No, I'm not. You're not getting the point. It's a whole part of a bigger scheme. To push this kind of thinking on our kids. That's what I'm talking about. You're talking about the actual then it's the parent's job. Yes, that's one part of it. But when you have schools. And a minority of people pushing this stuff on your kids. You get them screwed up. That's the whole point of this. That's what I'm trying to push. So basically keep everybody that's different behind closed doors so they can't ruin everybody else's lives. Okay, you didn't get it. Yeah, I did get it. You didn't get it. Yeah, I did get it. Is critical race theory right? No. Where, okay, that's not right. No. Because why? That's an ideology. Then you have something like this where you have kids involved in sexualized stuff. Is that right? No. 
Very well said. You get it. It isn't right. It's not right, but it that doesn't mean that things should be stopped because of it. So I sh- if I had if we had the kids in school, yeah. Say they were in first, second or third grade. Yeah, which they are. And you got a drag queen that shows up. How you gonna feel? And what is this drag queen doing? Reading a book? Reading a book. What is she reading? Don't matter what she's reading. It's what you're seeing. Kids at that age would assume it's a female. Exactly. They're not going to know that it's a male dressed as a female. Well, exactly. And when they get older, they're going to say, well, a woman's not the only one that can menstruate. Oh, my God. You're taking it too far. How am I taking it too far? That's what they do. How is it what they do? That's what they do. Push their beliefs on kids. By reading a book? Oh, my God. You're stupid. Oh, my God. (laughs) Do I think they should do that stuff in school? No, but if they have it somewhere in public, that's a choice. Well, then people go back and say public school. But everybody's going after Ron DeSantis because he said this ain't happening no more. You're not going to sexualize our kids. That's where I was getting at. So get into another story. My God. Why do we got to bring this up every day? It's not every day. Yes, it is. I seen that video and it was nuts. Plus, I had to bring up that photo. Yeah, to make too a bad point. It, too bad it was like teeny tiny. To make a point. Megan Hall, the Tennessee cop fired for the sex romp with fellow officers, gets a $10,000 strip club offer. Oh, hell no. <laughs> she- <laughs> oh, hell no. The Tennessee cop who was fired for having sex with six off- other officers on duty... It? has been offered 10K to perform one night at a Nashville strip club. Oh, she don't. She's stupid. (laughs) I'd get out there and shake my ass. They want her to perform in Nashville on March 17th. Two shows, 5,000 per show. How much? 5,000 per show. Two shows, March 17th in uh, Deja Vu, Nashville on March 17th. Two shows, 5000 a show. <laughs> Personally, I wouldn't pay to see her because she ugly. Yeah, but some people would. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. <laughs> you don't think that's cool? I don't know. I thought she'd get a porn uh, offer, don't you? Well, who's to say she's even going to accept it? I tell you what, if I was her, again, I'd be shaking my ass. Give me that 5000 Two shows? I mean, come on. What's wrong with that? Ten G's for for one visit? <laughs> she should do it. I oh, mean, I wouldn't man. go see it, but, you know, other like you said, other people might. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at her face right now on my screen, and she looks like she's 12, so maybe that'd be a younger person fetish. I don't know. 
that's another thing that's sickening where they make these models look like they're underage. She ain't even a model, dude. She's an ex cop and she looks like she's. But you 12. know what I mean? And people fetish with, with that stuff. Okay, there you go is a bigger picture. How's that? Nobody wants to see that. Oh, yeah, I guess not. I don't. <laughs> I wasn't even on that screen. So would you, if they offered you 5000 a night just for two nights, would you do it? Would you go <laughs> shake your ass? Hell yeah. <laughs> I'd shake my ass in a heartbeat. <laughs> Tattoo Chris wants to know if you can buy tickets with your link card. <laughs> You know what? He's actually got a point there, man. There's I don't, a lot. No, I don't think you can. How what do you mean <laughs> you don't think you can? I'm talking about you see it every day, people buying stuff with the link. Yeah, I do, but you can't buy tickets to a show. You know, link in the old days? On the old days, you, can you use could. Your, you can use your food stamp. The food stamps, the you could. physical stamps, you could purchase more with that than you can with your link card. Man, they used to sell them things. We'll give you 50 <laughs> cents on the dollar. Chio says EBT is now accepted. <laughs> what the hell? It's accepted everybody where else? Buy an energy drink. Yeah, really? But don't you think it should have been a Pornhub offer? I mean, Her, yeah. it, uh, you know what? If I was the producer or director of a porno, I would reach out to her and everybody she banged. <laughs> and I would say, let's get together for a police gang bang. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, she's. I Come mean, on. I don't I'm even want to see what the men look like if she looks like as young as she looks. But that would be an awesome porno. I don't even want to know. You could call it like an amateur cop gangbang. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> I, I'll sell I'll sell my story <laughs> for, for true life movie. <laughs> Dude, it probably will be turned into a lifetime movie. <laughs> then you add a canine in there with her? Oh my God, stop it. You're that's nasty. We're not doing bestiality conversation right now. Why? They're considered a cop. Stop. <laughs> they wear a badge. Stop. And I said a whole uh, police gangbang deal. Come on. It'll work. Oh, Lord. And there's freaks out there that'll watch it. You got issues. How am I got issues? She's the one doing everybody. That just, yeah, we're. And in other news, <laughs> <laughs> how much you want to bet she's going to be seen on Pornhub? Oh, eventually. Because sure. you know damn well them cops, why she was bobbing on the knob, they she, were videoing it. You think so? I think so. It's very possible. They were bo when, it, when she's bobbing, they're filming. How much you want to bet? They're going to get that on I Pornhub. Don't, I don't bet you because you always win, so there's no point. That happens. So in Miami, Florida, two former South police officers turned themselves in Thursday morning to face felony charges over beating a homeless man who had been drinking outside a shopping center last month. You know what? I always say it. Cops, they just crave power. Well, these ones definitely did because... These officers would dispatch to the shopping center on December 17th regarding a homeless man who was known to frequent the area. They handcuffed the man, put him in the patrol car, drove him to a remote location several miles oh, away. Oh, come on. Where, they were where 
He was taken out of the marked car while cuffed and allegedly beaten and thrown to the ground by officers. The man later told investigators he was left there unconscious and handcuffed. He began walking and spotted an off-duty police officer who was walking his dog. That officer called 911. And that homeless one could have been a veteran or something like that, and the cops beat him. She's, uh, they said that the surveillance video taken from the shopping centers, the investigators were not able to identify any violations that would have prompted or justified them taking him into custody. Let's just face it. Cops would love it to be Russia or China here. It gets better. Twelve days into the investigation, detectives learned that the civilian, the, the, the homeless man, was approached by someone that offered him $1,200 to recant his original statement. Oh, they tried bribing him. The, vic- the victim later told the detectives that he did take the money because he's homeless and unemployed and that his original statement was correct. So he took the money and never recanted. I love him. That's awesome. I love them. So both of them were removed from their patrol duties after the incident was reported and fired once the investigation was complete. Plus the homeless man got 1200 bucks for his beating. Plus he's probably going to get millions, millions from, the, from city. the city. Way to go. Way and, to go. And get this though. These, these officers were 27 and 22 years of age. Yeah. On a power trip. Yeah. I don't know. Here's a question. All for that you. man was doing was sitting where he would normally sit, minding his own business. And they even said there is nothing on video showing for the, any reason for them to cuff him. Here's a question for everybody, especially if you're uh, in a concealed carry state. If cops are starting to beat on you for no reason. Shoot him. Would you shoot him? I would. I feared for my life, just like they do. If they were beating on you for no reason, like they did this homeless man, I would. I shoot him. Downfall. His hands were cuffed behind his back. He couldn't defend himself as well. Why? Well, no. It's just a question, though. If there should be laws passed that, if you feel your life is in danger because of cops, shoot him. I definitely think you probably have a better chance of living than them beating the hell out of you like they did that kid in Memphis. Yeah. Because that's all they want is power. Big ass power trip. And this was two white cops, actually Hispanic, Hispanic on a white homeless man, homeless man. Mm hmm. So it, it doesn't matter. They were wearing them damn badges. They were full in uniform and in a marked car. It's not like it was an unmarked car. It was a marked. You car. know what? Some cops are real stupid. They know they're wearing a body cam. Their body cams were turned off, but the car cam was not. They're stupid then. Yep. They know they're being video too. Dummies. That whole Memphis thing. They had it not only on the body cams, but they had it on the street light. The street lights what caught it. Yeah, that's usually that's the 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 video that's out and about is the one from the street light camera. 
It's Unbelievable. It's crazy. This is this cops on power trips. And everybody, you know what? I get those little cop fanboys over on Insane Throttle because I bash on cops all the time, which they should be bashed and called out. Trying to defend them. How are you going to defend something like this? Well, that's why I never understood. But we're going to be talking about that in the members only about how everything's changed. You had a great article on that. That article you sent me about how uh, motorcyclists and all that have changed over the years. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I never understood was you're going to be a biker, be a biker. If you want to be a cop, be a cop, but never cross the line. Stay on your side of the fence. Now it seems like, and you know what? I have to say that the true blue biker don't want nothing to do with cops. It's all your rubbers that do it. I truly believe that. It's the rubbers that do that crap. Because they want to fit in so good that they'll run to the cops and call themselves law-abiding. Yeah, okay. Oh, you'll see it in the comment section some of the times with uh, Insane Throttle, how they are. And it's just, like, hilarious. You want another one? And, uh... Members only after this one is that one. So if you want to join, go ahead and uh, join on Insane Throttle. All I have to do is click join and become a member. Monday through Friday, you get uh, new episodes, except next week. Yeah, there'll be, there'll, there'll be no members only. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I'll be out of town. So we'll be back Thursday with the show. Uh, Insane Throttle is going to have one, but this show, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, China Dow gets off. Yay, vacation. Not literally. No, not literally. I just get a, I get to sleep in for three days. Give me one more for before we go and into our main one. Attempted murder suspect on the run still using dating apps. January 29th, this was yesterday. Stupidest world criminals. A Nevada man accused of attempted attempted murder and torturing a woman in Oregon is on the run and still actively using dating sites. Law enforcement officials are warning to be on the lookout for Benjamin Foster, a 36-year-old man who has been on the run in Oregon since Thursday. All they have to do is have a cop go undercover, a hot-ass cop, and meet him. Busted. The the Grants dumbasses. The Grants Pass Police Department in Oregon said Foster is extremely dangerous in a post on their Facebook. It is it is it is possible that Benjamin Foster may be attempting to change his appearance by shaving his beard and his hair, or by changing his hair color. Pay particularly attention to Foster's facial structure and eyes, since those features are very difficult to change. Foster is accused of uh, holding a woman against her will and torturing her in Oregon. And also in Nevada, back in 2019, he held a woman captive for two weeks. During that time, he burned her with lye, shaved her head, and when she escaped, she had broken ribs, two black eyes, and he was later convicted. Foster faces charges of attempted murder, kidnapping, and assault. The victim is in critical condition. That's why I think them dating apps are dangerous, don't you? 
Because you don't know if you're getting a serial killer or not. Well, he must have met somebody else on the dating app because Tina Marie Jones, 68, of Wolf Creek, Oregon, she's a resident, was arrested for hindering prosecution in connection to the search. So he was helping her, helping, she was helping him escape. There is a phone number listed and they're offering a $2,500 reward for information that leads they to They are cheap arrest. asses, man. $2,500. You're cheap. It's Oregon. Nobody's going to call and give you any info with 2500 bucks. Are you kidding me? Add another zero and maybe you'll get some answers. Oh my God, is that cheap? Yeah. For a torture. Yeah, he tortures women. And he's on the dating apps and that's how he finds the women. Yeah, they're going to have to send in <laughs> a cop to do that. They're going to have to do something because I think that's ridiculous. Uh, Rattlesnake, I'll be down there, uh, Sunday through, uh, Wednesday. I leave Wednesday morning. I just need to get away. Refresh. 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 And Rattlesnake, we are still thinking about selling and moving to Florida. I wish I was one of them, but you know, I got numb nuts over here. I don't know what you're talking about. My name is not numb nuts. It's a numb nut. I'm not a numb nut. <laughs> What the hell? She's so mean to me. She don't get that, uh, you know, she's going to be 50 and old and wrinkly and shit that, you know, when you uh, <laughs> get to that age, you want to retire down uh, in a nice warm climate to enjoy the rest of your life. <laughs> but because she's a schmuck uh, and gives me nothing but a headache, uh, we can't move down there because she's a schmuck. I'm a schmuck. You're a schmuck. You're not nice. Well, it's kind of hard to be nice when it's negative 14 out. And I could be riding all year round down there. So, yeah, I'm kind of upset at the schmuck that you are. No, I'm a good girl. You're not a good girl. <laughs> and what the hell's going on? What? Are you going to be doing your hair after the show, hopefully? <laughs> no. It's orange. <laughs> it's pretty. <laughs> It isn't pretty. It's orange. You look like a pumpkin. I didn't leave it on long enough. I was tired. I had to go to work. You do. You look like a big old pumpkin. You were hogging the bathroom, taking a poop. Oh, don't even try that on me. It's all your fault. Don't even try. <laughs> I'll fix it. Shut up. I'll fix it when I get home. You do. You look like a big orange pumpkin. I like it. It's pretty. Yeah, pretty my ass. I'll fix it when I get home. I'm home at seven. You look like one of them little punk rock crap girls. How do you not know I am? I could be. <laughs> so let's talk about betrayal. There's a whole bunch of them and a whole different type of betrayal. And it's one of the hardest things, I think, that somebody has to work their way through in life. And that's betrayal. What kind of what what are some of the different acts of betrayal? What up, buddy? Over on Facebook. Well, there's 67 right now, Rattlesnake. I should kick you in the cooter pocket. I should. Rude. I should kick you right in between. I'll graze them. I'll graze them balls. Yeah, you won't be able to after I get done with you. I give you a colon cleanse. Well, there are 67. many. Th there are many types of betrayal. 
betrayal can occur in any type of relationship. It can occur between uh, romantic partners, friends, and family members. Some people also feel betrayal by larger institutions like the government or healthcare. Let's stop there. Let's take it one by one. Romantic partner betrayal. Romantic partner betrayal. Now, it depends what a romantic partner is. Is it a girlfriend? Is it a wife? Is it a mistress? Any of the above. Any of the above. Correct. And why is it? Why do they say it's so hard when it comes to a romantic partner? They say it's painful when your significant other does something to hurt you. Now, could it be intentionally or could it be ill? You know, not intentionally. Most of the time it's intentionally. Well, it could be both. They say between 30 and 60% of those who experience romantic betrayal show symptoms of PTSD, depression, and anxiety. And I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that one bit. But see, also, you got to realize that betrayal doesn't always mean cheating. Well, I'm not saying it does. I'm talking about betrayal in general. Well, some people assume that betrayal means cheating on you. Well, it does, but it also means other things like. Yeah, like uh, running around taking, uh, you know, finances or something without the other person knowing. That's why I'm glad I got different bank accounts. Mm -hmm. You ain't going to get my shit. I don't want it. I got my own. 67 in St. Pete, 69 in Pensacola. I'm like kick you in the mouth go ahead so if your partner cheats on you abuses you in any way shape or form okay we already know about or ghosts you you're gonna feel betrayed but you might also feel betrayed if they don't prioritize you or find that they are repeatedly unreliable oh wow that's a big one that nobody ever talks about so Throw the cheating on down the road. We've talked about that a million times. What about that one? Unreliable, untrustworthy, and don't pay attention to you. Yeah, loss the loss of yeah. So that would be an act of betrayal. Yes. And how do you fix something like that where it might not be to the where you know you get rid of them but at the same time things need to be fixed well yeah definitely things need to be fixed i mean the main question that they ask here is if you're feeling any kind of betrayal should you end the relationship well it depends on the one it depends on a couple things with that Well, it says your decision depends on severity of the transgression, your desire or hesitation to forgive the person and other factors. Let's take it this way. If you're married, it's hard to do it. That's why I say lease the cooter pocket. (laughs) Just do a rental option. When you're not married, I think it's a lot easier to kick them to the curve. Unless you're some schmuck. That needs somebody in your life 24-7. And there's a lot of needy people out there right now. Yeah. And let's admit, some people are just geeks. And they can't get anything. Do you know what a geek is? Yeah, geek, you. Anyway. (laughs) You wear glasses. 
Anyway. So do you. Yeah, but I'm not a geek. Uh, anyway, it's hard for them to get somebody else in their lives. So we got to take that into effect. But if you're married, it's harder. If you're not, it's easier. My suggestion, kick her to the curb, go get another one. Just make sure you rent it. Well, your first step is you need to acknowledge the situation and that the bit betrayal happened. Go through the process, clarify, and accept rather than be in denial. And denial is a big thing. Is it denial on both parties? No, it says specifically on the person that's dealing with the feelings of betrayal. So how do they go deal with it? It just says, it says, go through the process to clarify and accept rather than be in denial. So punching her in the mouth won't work? I don't know. It's possible. Or kicking her in the cooter pocket? I mean, it's... Knock uh, some sense into her? Anything's possible. <laughs> and, hey, wouldn't it be kidnapping if I, <laughs> would like... Wouldn't it be kidnapping? What? If, uh, you know, I taped you up to a chair with duct tape and all that stuff? Yeah. And I go down to Florida with you? And say this is where we're living. <laughs> yeah, that's kidnapping. <laughs> How's that kidnapping? We're married. <laughs> it's kidnapping because I'm going against my will. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> that would be kidnapping. Yeah, duct tape to a chair. Yeah. Well, then I can go down to the Everglades and feed you to the boas. Say, oops, he fell in. That's mean. I'm feeling a little betrayed right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, it, getting your feelings hurt and betrayal, I think, are two different things, don't you? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It has to be two different things. Yeah. Because when you just say, well, my feelings have been hurt, you're really taking away what betrayal is supposed to be. You're lessening it. You know what I mean? Betrayal is a stronger emotion than yeah, just it having should your feelings be. Hurt. Betrayal, it takes people a long time to get over. It can take years for somebody to get over something. Where if your feelings get hurt and you equate that meaning, to betrayal. Meaning if your feelings get hurt. Meaning if you're just butt hurt for the day. Yeah, true. <laughs> and we don't mean from an anal colon cleanse. Which, you know, it's looking real good, but, you know, it's supposed to be, what, negative 16 tonight? <laughs> it's looking real good right now. Hollywood needs Jesus. <laughs> Living with this freaking I do. <laughs> so how do you cope with feelings of betrayal? Well, obviously, first off, you're going to acknowledge the betrayal. Then you need to sit with your feelings. It's perfectly reasonable to feel anger, disappointment, shame. Mike, I bought my woman out. I made a mistake because I'm still paying that payment after I bought it outright. <laughs> Y'all are sad. Uh, let's see here. One time, no one gets over betrayals ever. Trust is gone. I have to agree. I have to agree. Go ahead. So we got it with the relationship part. Go to the next one with another relationship type. Family betrayal. So we have the romantic one, which means married or girlfriend. 
Why can't they just say that? I don't know. Significant other? Significant other. I like that one. Significant other. You actually have a brain today. I yeah. like that one. Oh, it's because I'm not blonde. I'm orange. You're an orange pumpkin. <laughs> you look like a koi fish Shut that I tattooed. Up. Go ahead. Family betrayal. Family love is the foundation for your secure attachments. Yeah, well. Uninvolved parents who are grappling with substance abuse, alcoholism, or mental health problems may end up neglecting their children. That lack of emotional responsiveness can have negative consequences for their children. You think that's where a lot of people say but see, there's the more cycle to it. continues. There's more to it. It's called people people that say fa they're family and they're fake. Well, yeah, there's that. But I'm talking about what you were just talking about. Say you got a drug dependent or an alcohol dependent mother or father. That really does screw them kids up. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it repeats a cycle over and over again. It's real hard to break that cycle. Well, because they're gonna have base, they're gonna have ch uh, childhood trauma, which means they didn't get the the love and the attention from their parents that they should have gotten as children growing up. So they're gonna have a harder time attaching to other people. You're damn right. They're gonna. You they're, know what? One they're thing gonna that... have a hard time trusting people because if you can't trust your family, it's hard to build a trust with other people. That and you know you what? A good topic would be tomorrow huh? is children of drug addicts and alcoholics. When is it time for somebody to step in and stop it? Meaning break the cycle? School, you know, as far as the ghouls. To break them, break it from them kids getting hurt when there's a drug dependent type of situation or an alcohol dependent situation. Kind of like what uh, that dumb idiot was going through that I said to you, hey, soon as she gets to be a stripper, she'll be hooking. Now she has no contact. No. But how long did it take for them to realize? Putting them kids in them positions would be harmful to them. A few months. So I want to talk about that tomorrow. I want to talk about that tomorrow. But when it comes to fake family, hell, there is a freaking a lot of that out there. You know, cousins, brothers, sisters, freaking even your own parents. Steps, even your own parents. Mm hmm. And there's some parents out there that are jealous of their kids. And I do not understand that one. I never have. I mean, uh, you should never be jealous of your children because you always want your children to be better than what you ever were. So when they achieve that goal, you shouldn't be jealous because that's what you want for your kids. You know what? I wish I can get Nitro's mom on the show. His mom raised over 75 kids in DCFS that was left out by drug addict parents over 50 years. Damn. I just like to know when is the time that it's time to step in and say, hey, this ain't good for a kid. And I know it's not good for a kid to go through the foster system either, but at least they're alive and safe. They're not getting beat downs. Yeah. And I think it's a hard call. 
Well, and there's also, you know, sometimes you can go another route and you don't have to go to the foster system if there's a, another family member that's reliable and responsible. Which is be cool, but if they're reliable and responsible, why didn't they step why in in the first place? In? Because sometimes people, even if they're family, just want to mind their own business and not get involved. I'm sorry to hear that uh, nitro cancer is eating her up. Uh, I just lost my uncle last night from that. He got a he got ate up. <laughs> yeah, but I ain't gonna go there. <laughs> uh but why is it parents don't want their kids to do better than them? I don't know. You think every parent would want their kid to do better? And I know I damn well did. I mean, hell, my daughter did way better. She went through all these years of college, got a master's degree. On not me. Nope. I, I, and nope. sure to hell not me. No. <laughs> You didn't even go to college. I didn't even go to freaking high school most of the time. Barely. <laughs> they don't believe me. I got, what, a 1.2? We're going to have to bring that on one of yeah, these days. 1, 1.2, I think. 1.2 great GPA. 1.2 or 1.4. And I didn't have the best attendance record. No. I couldn't believe they showed the attendance record on that. Yeah. That was some bullshit, yeah. man. That would be about a minute to try and find all that. <laughs> I don't remember where we put it. But what's even worse is And see, I, that, I, it, that's I, a betrayal against your own kids. What? Not caring about them as far as their success? Their success or being a drug addict or an alcoholic. Now, if you're a parent and you have a child that's a drug addict or an alcoholic, I hope you're doing everything possible to get them And she help. is, Tom. She's making more money than me and her put together, which is the best thing in freaking life. Yeah, she is. She'll make money more than I'll ever see. Because she won't here. come to me. <laughs> like in college, my God. I was the piggy bank. Oh, let's go to dad. Do, 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 ATM. <laughs> that was... The only time she ATM'd you was when she moved from Whitewater up to where she's at now. Yeah, $7,000 later. Hey, I was out money too. <laughs> she did. She was like, okay, let's push my cold word on dad. <laughs> but I was happy to do it because it was like an investment in her future. Well, yeah. Because let's be honest. I ne I'll never reach that kind of success she has. No. I'm a low boy freaking white peckerwood. That's what I'm always going to be. I'm happy with it, but she gets to move within high society. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want for your kids. Mm -hmm. You don't want them to have to you suffer. You don't want them to follow in your footsteps. No. You don't want them to suffer. You don't want them... You want them to have a good life yeah, that you couldn't. So that was actually something I was able to give her. Look how I grew up. Yeah. On the wrong side of the tracks. And now she was able to do that. So parents that get jealous of their kids, you want to slap the shit out of them. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're in a situation where you're struggling every day. Uh, say put food on the table or you're struggling to keep it together and they finally make it where they don't have to mm -hmm. you're a moron if you're freaking embarrassed or not embarrassed but if you're jealous that's the way it's supposed to be evolution and that's a hardcore betrayal to a kid 
yeah, if you're jealous over their achievements, it's that's sad. It just shows you don't have their back. It don't have their back, but it says something to, uh, about that, you as a person. Yeah, makes you look you're ignorant. a miserable jack. It makes you ignorant. Well, not only ignorant, but it makes you miserable as a person. And you're going to go through life being that kind of person. And next thing you know, you die. So what did you do in your life besides being angry and mean? And those are the ones that usually die a horrible death. You know that? That's karma. Mm -hmm. So there is a third kind of betrayal. There's friendship betrayal. <laughs> yeah. Friends are important to have for our physical and mental health. For example, their caring can reduce your stress levels and give you a sense of belonging. When friends cross that line, their betrayal can be devastating. So it makes sense that a person might not be open to future friendships after such a hurt. There's a lot of people that close themselves up. Yeah, definitely. 100%. That don't want to be around anybody. Well, it's like when you're going through a bad situation, your closest friends are the ones that are going to be there for you. Well, you would hope. But if they fail, then you're going to feel betrayed, especially when, you, uh, when you've when you always been there for them. Most of the time, friends, and there's different levels of friendship. Oh, yeah. There's this, you know. But most of them are tier one, as I call it, where they're only worried about themselves and they only care about themselves every time you try to talk to them do about your problems next thing you know it's all about them those are the ones i can't stand well yeah when you sit there and you try to uh talk about your you know hey this is guess what happened today and you tell them what happened today and they're like oh my god yeah that happened to me once <laughs> it always mm -hmm. turns to it's all about them every single time and there has to be a point where you kick somebody like that to the curb mm -hmm. You know, we've talked about that. You have to know the right time to say, you know what? Enough's enough. Whether it be friends, families, uh, co-workers. You have to be able to stand up for yourself and say no. Yeah. And you have to be able to know in your mind that betrayal's a screwed up feeling. But it takes time to get over it. But I think it depends on who it was that did it. I think the worst one is out of the three, I would have to say family's the worst one. Then uh, a romantic relationship, as you say, is the second one. And the third one, everybody should be used to anyway. Ever since they were in school as friends. Friends come and go. All the time. Yeah. So that should be the biggest one that everybody should be able to get over. The other ones, not so much. Yeah. You know, you got to be strong to say to somebody, hey, hit the bricks. And that's why I only give one chance. Hit the bricks, man. I got nothing to do with you anymore. Mike Ball just dropped two people in his life very, very recent because of narcissism. There you go. All about them. 
very good thing right there. Hit the bricks. Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. <laughs> we should just stick to our day job. Yeah, we should. You know, <laughs> that was sad. We should. That was, that was a sad state of affairs right now. Sad state of affairs. It was fun, though. It was. It was. <laughs> hey, Beezer. Yeah, we are on. I got to push that more. Telegram. I got that going. Everybody talks over there and stuff. It's pretty cool. But yeah, you're never there. I gotta I get go on there. That. Yeah, I gotta get on that. You better get on that. Insane throttles, uh, biking, uh, bikers and brotherhoods. Uh, we got like eighteen thousand people over there. So if you want to join that, uh, go over there. China Doll handles that. And if you're a woman, you can go to what hers? Sisterhood of bikers. Sisterhoods and bikers. Sisterhood of bikers. So out of those three, we figured uh, that out. Took a journey right there. So we say family, then the relationship, then friends. Uh, but I always think you're going to find the betrayal in friends. I, I That's always going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's just different levels and how you deal I don't, with it. I, I, think, I think when your friends betray you, it's not going to be as painful as if a family member or a significant other. Well, that's just it. what Tom said. Don't you think family, I mean, people you love, those are the ones that hurt the most. Yeah. It's all, yeah. If you don't got a good, see, I, you know, the way I grew up, our brothers were close, my brothers. So we always stuck together. Freaking deal. <laughs> I identify as a full-time lesbiana and I was denied interest to the sisterhood of bikers. <laughs> yes, you It's were. not PC over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not PC. So how do you like the Rockin' with Hollywood and Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem show? Unbelievable. I love you people. I hear them a lot. They're as talented as anybody and any players anywhere. You're listening to WMMRTV Rock On. Okay, we're going to be talking about the scams that a Harley Davidson dealer or any dealer for that matter, Honda, Kawasaki, whatever your choice of motorcycle are going to try to scam you on. They're going to try to push you into a corner to squeeze everything out of you as far as money is concerned. I had one of these incidences happen to me and I wanted to share there's five of these things that you better know about because when you go in and buy a motorcycle, the, you have to do your research. You have to be up on all the tricks and all that type of stuff that they're going to pull you into because basically it comes down to you against them. And one of the biggest things that I see happening is people do not ride that motorcycle before they get into a price negotiation. You got to be smart. Got to be smart. So here is what I think are the top five scams that they're going to try to pull on you when buying a motorcycle. Okay, let's talk about the first scam that you're going to face when walking into a dealership especially one that's not reputable. And let's be honest, many ain't. The salesperson 
they're going to find out your hot buttons and what they're going to do. They're going to exploit them. If you have a trade in and they know you want a certain price for it, they will offer you what you want, but at the same time will raise the price of the motorcycle that you're going to get. If they know you want a certain monthly payment, they're going to make sure you get that, but they will extend the loan term. So you will end up paying more over the long term. There are all kinds of shell games that they're going to run on you. Like right now, Eagle Finance, they're letting people go all the way out to 84 months. Well, that's extra interest right there because they know that you want that motorcycle. Another scam is, say if you want to get a motorcycle for 350 a month and they're going to ask you that if they can get you that motorcycle for 350 a month will you buy it today and it's a common sales tactic getting you to focus only on the monthly payment dealers can hide all sorts of lucrative back-end products in a monthly payment and you will never know it it's easy for a dealer to get you practically anything again as far as a monthly payment is concerned all they have to do is extend the loan or lowball you on a trade-in or any other number of tricks and that's one of the most profitable tactics that they have another one is you call a dealer to see what they will offer for your trade-in. They give you an, an attractive offer and tell you to bring it in. And when you bring it in, the dealer doesn't honor the offer after inspecting it in person. Oh, we've heard that a lot about somebody bringing in their trade-in. Their mechanics get at it. And let's face it, they're not the most uh, bright mechanics over at the Harley-Davidson dealerships. And they say, well, we found this, this, and this, and this. And the goal from the beginning was just to get you into the showroom where they can wear you down. The biggest scam of all is a dealer prep fee. And it's more like an excessive fee. And that's what they charge you as a customer. And I'll talk about that more about my experience with the dealer prep fee and it becomes a scam when a dealer makes it excessive they market it up the fee well over what it costs to perform the service now for example if the dealer has a 595 uh, dollar prep fee on every new motorcycle they sell and, you know, let's just throw a number out there. Say, oh, one of these bigger dealerships, they sell 225 new motorcycles a month during riding season. They're going to make $133,875 in prep fees alone, which is on top of any other profit made from the sale of the motorcycle. And then you have to look at the fee... As far as the finance is concerned, 
You take 595 at 7% at 48 months, you're paying 14 per month or a total of $672. And it goes on, on, on as the more you take out the loan, the more they're making. And then, of course, <laughs> low-balling the value of your trade-in. Dealers are trying to make a profit. We get it. We get that they have to hustle. But that doesn't mean you should settle for a bad offer. Visit multiple dealerships. Try to sell it online yourself. But if you go to other dealerships, see what they're going to pay for your old motorcycle and see if they're honest. Gots to be careful out there. Gotta be careful. Now let's talk about my experience with this dealer Earlier I said at the start of the video that some of these were tried on me when I went over to a dealership in Woodstock for the Harley. You know, I went in there, I was looking for a very specific bike that I seen on the internet. It was a 98 Classic, had an Evo on it, only 12,000 miles on it. I knew I wanted that sucker. But I also knew going in there that with only 12,000 miles, it's been sitting, the gaskets, the charging system, or something else was wrong with that bike. I went in knowing that. So when I went in there, I seen the bike, the salesman, you know, all giggly-goggly with the cheerleading crap about how great the bike is. I said, okay, let me take it for a ride. I met them out front. They started it. Already sounded like crap. I said, okay, cool, 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 cool. Took it down the road, or in the carb, it was just sputtering. So I was right, it was sitting. Now it either needed to be cleaned out or rebuilt. Keep that in mind. Now going into the dealership, me, I never pay what they're looking for. Ain't gonna happen with me. I think they wanted $9,000 for this thing out the door. I ain't paying nine G's for a 98. I don't care how pretty it looks. So we start talking. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pay more than this much for a monthly payment. Not going to do it. And they went around and were playing with the numbers as they always do. It's one of the scams. Okay, he likes the bike, but he wants this payment. Well, played with the numbers, and it was funny. It was like word uh, puzzle, word soup. Every which way they can try, that's what they did. Because they wanted to make a sale on this bike. They wanted it out of the showroom. So we eventually negotiated it down to $6,000 for the bike. Six Gs. But then they wanted to add in a $1,500 prep fee. And I already knew that was coming with the prep fee. $1,500, I got the freaking paperwork. 
And I sit back and say to myself, okay, 1500 bucks is what you're saying that you had to put in to make this thing where it is right now. So we got talking a little more and a little more about the finance, the pricing, and all that kind of stuff. And mind you, I've had dozens of Harleys over the years. So I knew how they were going to play this. I said, you know what, for one, we can't negotiate the, you know, the prep costs because we're already taking a big loss. I was like, okay, okay, cool, cool. Well, I'll buy it. I'll buy it if you rebuild that carburetor. That was the first thing. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. We'll do that for you. We'll rebuild it. We'll rebuild it. I knew that wasn't what all was wrong with that bike. Next thing came the charging system. So they re had to replace the entire charging system on that motorcycle. So a brand new carb rebuild. They had to do the charging system. And I said, you know what? I don't know. I don't know, man. That radio is old. It's from 98. I don't know if I want to do this. See, playing goose, playing dumb. Oh, we'll throw in a new Rockford Fosgate radio for you. So by then, you know, they were trying to pull my pants down to my ankles and screw me with the $1,500 dealer fee. And I turned it around on them. If you really look at it, I got a $1,000 Rockford Fosgate. I got the carb rebuild. I got all the charging system. So I ended up getting about $2,2500 out of the bike because they pushed that dealer fee. And I was like, well, it has to be delivered, man. You know, I paid that de delivery fee. And you can see the salesman holding his head down like, you jackass. You just screwed us. And that's what happens. You got to go in there, educate yourself, and make sure you know what you're getting into, how much you want to pay, and you make sure damn well that when they do screw with the numbers to make it the way you want, that you're aware of that. Because these dealer prep deals, usually when a new bike comes in the Harley-Davidson, the manufacturer says it shouldn't take more than $200 for the prep fee on this. But no, they charge you double. They charge you double. And I get everybody has to have a hustle. But that don't mean you, don't have, you can't hustle them as well. So hopefully you got something out of this video. Because I see a lot of new jacks that go into dealerships all bright eye, especially with Harleys. Oh, I'm going to get me a Harley. And they leave their senses at the door when it comes to the financial part. I guess ringing that bell of theirs is something that there's their, they'll throw everything away for that. I don't know. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section. Did you have any other scams thrown at you when you went to a dealership? Be interesting to know. We'll see you every Monday and Thursday right here on Insane Throttle. Pass us around. Rock on. And don't forget to subscribe to Insane Wheels, my newest channel over on YouTube.
everything Harley talk, motorcycle related. It's going to be a great time over there. I say goodbye, vamoose, adios, ciao, so long, get your hat jacked. Number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode.